Hello and welcome to the Filmmaking Stuff Podcast, where you'll get insider tactics on how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, LA-based motion picture executive, Jason Brubaker. Hey filmmakers, Jason Brubaker talking to you from sunny Southern California. Welcome to today's show. Uh, Joining us today is Tom Malloy. It's going to be a little bit of a different show because I'm going to have Tom specifically talk to you about EFM. EFM is short for the European Film Market and it just ended last week. Now in normal years, buyers and sellers would come internationally to the European Film Market to obviously buy and sell motion pictures. But like most markets and most film festivals, uh, this year things are a little bit different. Uh, EFM was done virtually. So Tom's going to give some insight in how to navigate the European film market. But importantly, he's going to give you some clear takeaways, some of the new opportunities that have emerged as a result of COVID that none of us could have anticipated. And I'd, I'd say some of it is very good news for those of you that are making films independently. So without further ado, uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, go ahead and take it away. We're so excited to hear about EFM. Thank you, Jason. Um, I feel like this is something that I've done maybe four or five times now, a post-market podcast, and I really enjoy doing them to try to give the kind of pulse of what's going on in the, in the film markets, which is really the pulse of the independent sales, independent film sales world and what's going on behind the scenes. So this one, what I want to do is kind of talk about the EFM, the Berlin Alley, the European film market that just finished um, last week. And then I just want to, so I just want to give a recap of that and then talk about a couple of things that I think will be important to some people, like one of them being um, what was different about this one and then what is the forecast for when there's going to be a physical market. But also I want to talk about a little bit for, you know, maybe someone's never heard these podcasts before on the markets. I want to talk about what the EFM is and what is the virtual market. You know, maybe this is the first one you've heard on the virtual markets. But if anybody's heard any podcast where I was talking about virtual CAN or virtual AFM, um, you're still going to have value at the end when I talk about what's new and kind of the future of physical markets and give my opinion on that. So real quick, I just want to start by going into what the EFM is. EFM is also known as the European film market. It's also called Berlinale. Uh, It takes place in Berlin every year around February. But of course, this year it didn't take place in Berlin. And it actually was March 1st through 5th instead of last year, I believe it was the 20th to the 27th or so in Berlin. Um, so it was virtual this year, just like it, you know, the first virtual market was virtual can, and then you had virtual film art and virtual TIFF and then virtual AFM. And so now we're up to virtual Berlin. Um, it was kind of bittersweet because it was a year ago. That was the last physical market that I had attended. It was, I'd started the year out with real screen and then went to Berlin for this, uh, with my colleague Rob. And we have a, a, a hotel room, just like a suite, uh, like the AFM there. And it, again, bittersweet because it's like, oh, here's the one year anniversary of right about when everything shut down. So that was the issue. Now, EFM, let me give you the kind of pulse of that. You have, you know, the three major ones you're talking about can, you're talking about, uh, which is in May normally. And then you're talking about AFM in November in Santa Monica. 
and then you're talking about Berlin, which is the European film market in February. And so the, the order that they go in the year is usually Berlin starts, and then Cannes, France is the middle one, and then AFM is the end of the year. Um, EFM has an interesting vibe to it. It it's a very it's a really good market for art housey type films. You know, meaning a lot of times at AFM and Cannes they're looking for bigger studio theatrical films, and a lot of the buyers that you'll meet from a sales perspective are looking for the biggest films possible, where is EFM, they're a little bit more open to the art house and the VOD, and that has changed as well, which I'll go into in a little bit, but it's it's always been, you know, I hate to say it's my one of my top three markets because there's really the main three, but the, the thing about it, they all have their qualities, and every time I go to one, I go, oh, that's my favorite one, and then I go to the next one, I go, oh, this is my favorite one, then I go to the next one, and I think that one's my favorite. But EFM has some differences, it's the most efficient market, in my opinion. It's tight, and it has your choice of the trade show floor, which is called the Gropius Bow, um, which is the um, more of the trade show like can. Can is a pretty much an open floor trade show-y type um, setup. And then it also has the Marriott, which is uh, the way AFM is. It has some hotels, and there's other a couple other hotels that get the Ritz-Carlton, where you can also get suites. Um, but the bottom line is, it, you know, it has the, it kind of straddles both can and AFM. It's, you can choose which one you want to do. And we, we do an, a suite in the Marriott and it's just, again, very German, very efficient. Um, and we, we, we noticed about EFM is that every meeting is a real meeting. And I'm not trying to say that there's fake meetings out there, but in, at AFM and can you do encounter a lot of filmmakers that are just pitching ideas maybe screenplays don't really even have completed projects and EFM I found the least amount of that EFM is is all really good tight meetings again it's that efficiency that I think makes EFM what it is so of course this year virtual so what does that entail for myself and the sales company that I own it was a month and a half before blasting out emails company emails personal emails uh, relationships we already had, new relationships, trying to get meetings, you know, and, and we're sending out the trailers for our movies, and some buyers will come back and, and ask to see the screeners, which is nice, because then we know that ultimately, you know, hopefully, ultimately when we get to that meeting, they'll be talking about a deal for one of the films that they've already seen, you know, and if they haven't, and maybe they just took a look at the lineup and, and they've scheduled a meeting, then when we get to the meeting, it's like, okay, what are you guys looking for? And they say thrillers and horror movies and action, and we show them what we have. Now, when I say it's the virtual market, the, we did all our meetings on Zoom, and we did in the past five days, I believe, 62 or 63. The first day, I know we had 18. That was our biggest day. We had 18 in one day. And so it's pretty brutal. I mean, it's nonstop. Now, I had my colleague Rob come over to my house I have a big office here and he sits by me so that we can both uh, stay together, uh, you know, and kind of minimize that video stream, you know, meaning if he was at his location at his house and I was at mine and we're talking to somebody in Poland or something like that, maybe that you have one other video stream to kind of broadcast. And it's just for technical aspects, it's always better to have him right next to me. And we can, we just have the one video that we're putting out there. And Zoom has been, you know, whatever, getting their act together to a certain extent that everything except for maybe one or two went well, you know, and those one or two that didn't go well were, you know, we couldn't hear somebody or their, 
video didn't work and they were easily corrected. So that's what it's become. Now, I'll say for the filmmakers that know, you know, from what I've taught and, and things or what they've learned, to go to markets is, is a really smart thing for filmmakers. I can't say that I'm sure the virtual market would be great for filmmakers. You can get access to um, buyers, you can get access to distributors, you can get access to uh, the forums that that you would you'd be going to at these physical markets, you know, like some uh, forums where people are going to speak on subjects. But, you know, I just did a video about that, uh, that you can get those same kind of f film forums on Clubhouse all day, you know, so that's not really that beneficial but as far as meeting distributors yeah maybe i think that again efm i felt had the least amount of this when we did uh virtual afm i know my colleague david who's the one that meets with the filmmakers because he's on the acquisition side had a, a lot of meetings 40 50 meetings on zoom for that so meaning if he's doing that if you're listening to this and you're a filmmaker that means that they the distributors and and uh, sales agents are open to talking to you maybe you're not their first priority and it might be a little bit tougher and it might be towards the end of the market that you'll get that. And, and by the way, that's always how it's been, uh, you know, in the markets itself and in these virtual markets, they're always front loaded. Like meaning I said, I had 18 on Monday. I think by Friday was maybe only six or seven or so. So it, it literally just slid down. And so that's why, it, and, and again, even in the physical markets, you, you'll always have your majority of meetings on uh, the first cut two three days maybe four days and then afterwards it just tapers off so even for the if you're trying to meet it as a filmmaker a sales agent distributor it, it would be towards the end of these markets and so like i said i'm not 100 percent sure i can't say from a filmmaking perspective if it's value efm is as valuable as uh, afm would be you know for i'd say for an american filmmaker it's probably afm is the best one can is obviously the biggest one and it has the most buyers and the most sales agents, the most distributors. Now, Can was trying to do the physical market and be the first one to come back and do the physical market. And they were scheduling this for uh, uh, June and July, I believe. Actually, July, I'm sorry. And they were going to do the physical market. And so uh, there was a lot of people skeptical about that. And for good reason. <laughs> uh, the skepticism has change now where the rumor is and and maybe by the time you listen to this podcast it's official the rumor is that they the film festival is not going to happen like normally what can is in may and it's the film festival and the market combined so you have the machete film which is the film market and then you have the festival it's not that the festival is not going to have it they're still going to do a reduced small version of the film festival in july but the film market, the Marchetta film, is most likely going to be in May and it's going to be virtual. That's the rumor that I'm hearing now. And these are from legit sources. So you're getting insider information here. The pulse of every buyer, and this is where the people that may have listened to the other podcasts about the other virtual markets, um, this is where the information maybe gets valuable to you. The pulse of every buyer was uh, as follows. First off, I will say that Everybody, as far as the physical markets were concerned, the next physical market that we all kind of agreed upon would be AFM in November. There's a chance that it could be MIPCOM in October, in which is can, and that's a TV market or, or movies for TV market, and potentially, but most likely it's going to be AFM. And how is it going to be? I don't know. You know, that that's where it's pure speculation. It's going to be amazing. You know, people are all vaccinated, happy to be have life back and super partying and, and buying movies left and right. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I would love that. Um, but it could be 
that there's still countries that aren't vaccinated and people worried about things and still wearing masks and it's a third of what it normally is, you know, as far as the attendance goes. So it could be any of those things, but the the pulse that we are kind of holding on to, and, and this is shared by not only buyers that we're talking to, but we always take a couple of meetings with sales agents that we've teamed up with or we're looking to try to find some synergy where they could sell the certain territories that we can't and vice versa. Um, the, the kind of feeling is that it's most likely going to be AFM in November is going to be the first one that's that's back to quote unquote normal. Um, but the other pulse, and I think this is extremely important that you need to know, is that right now is a very good time for you as a filmmaker to get your movie sold. Now, it's not a path where you have one movie and you just get it to buyers and you uh, set meetings up and you go from there. That's not really a thing that happens maybe potentially in AFM or can where you can walk in and pitch your movie to a sales agent, you know, but you're not going to be pitching buyers directly to the territories. It's the sales agents and the distributors that are going to be doing that. So now is a perfect time before can or between can and AFM. If you have a film that's completed or about to be completed is to get a sales agent on board and get them uh, to sign your film. And here's why we have found, and this is, a belief shared amongst sales agent friends and even buyers to a certain extent that there's a lack of product and it's a very simple explanation that all of 2020 there wasn't much shot you know there's that hole in production now it wouldn't directly affect 2020 because everything is pushed forward you know what i mean if a movie is shot in like the movies for 2020 would have been shot in like 2018 2019 and then coming out 2020 that's just the way it works so this hole is hitting so I feel like you have a one to two year window where people are acquiring and buyers are acquiring more product. It's not that the prices were jacked up. We didn't find that. We didn't find specifically like, you know, a com- country that'd be paying 20000 for their territory was suddenly paying 40000 We didn't find that. But we found that they were more likely, the, the ones that would in the past might have passed on the film and not even offered the $20,000 deal are now doing that because they want more content so for you as a filmmaker you are at an advantage and this may continue this may continue because you figure production is just getting started right now and you know maybe it'll ramp up towards the end of the year those are not going to hit until mid to late next year so this is really good for you so if you have a film that's near to completion i think you have an incredible opportunity and that was the 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 thing that i really wanted to push out on this podcast uh thank you jason for having me on i love doing updates uh, post markets because there's always a different vibe so for this one i would just say the time is now for you to get your film acquired by a sales agent or distributor because there's a lack of product and they're more apt to do a deal with you thank you tom so much for coming on the show and sharing your insights from the european film market Um, i don't know about you but this i think is a really exciting time if you look at the entertainment industry as a whole it always goes through these strange cycles and what we're seeing right now is an opportunity for those of you who have content. There is a dearth of content in the marketplace. So if you have something, now is the time to get out there and really hit the ground running uh, so that you can get your stuff seen and selling. If you'd like some additional help in the entire filmmaking process, uh, Tom Malloy has put together a bi-weekly mastermind. Uh, it's, it's over at Filmmaking Stuff HQ. You can find out more about that at filmmakingstuffhq.com. It'll give you the opportunity to hop on a Google Hangout with Tom Malloy and other serious filmmakers 
every other Wednesday. So if that's interesting to you, check out filmmakingstuffhq.com. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Filmmaking Stuff podcast with Jason Brubaker. If you like our show and want to get more filmmaking info, make sure you check out filmmakingstuff.com and join us every week for new filmmaking tactics. Until next time, take action and make your movie now.